Those songs were beautiful, amen. I'll tell you what, one thing we need to do more as a church body and followers of Christ is remove ourselves out of the way and let the Spirit work in our lives and we'd all be a lot better off. And that's one thing as a body of Christ we need to strive better for and do better for is not quenching the Spirit. Paul says not to quench the Spirit when it's moving and working. So, any time that anybody feels led to do anything by the Spirit of God, do not let organization or people's tradition hold you back from doing it. Because people's tradition will never stand in the presence of God. <clears throat> so, that being said, let's, let's bow and let's start with a word of prayer this morning. Gracious Heavenly Father, Lord God, we come to you this morning. God, thankful for the time that we've got to spend together so far this morning, Lord, in a unified body looking towards you, Lord, looking for answers today, Lord, unless some of us are seeking shelter, Lord, some of us just want to be in your presence, God, we're looking for your grace and for your mercy, Lord, some people may be here this morning just because their mom wanted them here, and, and God, what a, a grateful thing to have those kind of mothers in their lives and our lives, and God, we're happy that you created them. Lord, we just ask that you would fill this church with your spirit this morning, that each and every person here would be surrounded and wrapped up by your love this morning, Lord, that people driving by that don't know you, Lord, might feel something, Lord, that they might feel a drawing of the spirit, God, that it would be flowing out of this place so hard this morning. God, we ask the spirit to fall on this place because we need it, Lord. We need your fire, Lord. We need to be ignited as a church body and as believers, Lord. That we'd be continually seeking you. God, we just want to throw Tony in there again and Deb and lift them two up to you this morning as we don't know what's going on and, and say a special healing prayer. Lord, you are the ultimate physician and we're so thankful, thankful for that. God, we just pray that as we go forward, Lord, everything that is said and done brings praise, honor, and glory to your name. God, we would be nothing without you. Lord, we wouldn't be able to stand without you. And God, we're just so thankful for you and the sacrifice that your son gave. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As I was thinking this morning, they were playing those songs. How great is it that we had a Savior that came and gave his life on a cross so that he could go prepare a way for us. He says, I've got to go. I will be prepared. My father has many mansions. One is built with your name specifically on the door. 
There'll be a crown waiting that I have perfectly fitted for your head as long as you'll accept my son, Jesus Christ, as your Savior. And I can imagine most of us have, or some of us have moms as angels up there in heaven this morning looking down, and there's a little bit of a missing from some people's lives this morning. And in the building of that room, I can just imagine that your mom that may be up there is telling God, now this isn't how he would want it. He would rather it be said over here because I'm his mom and he knows what I like. <laughs> I guarantee you there's some moms up there today that are still watching over you, guiding you and protecting you. I kind of wanted to start this morning with the, some funny things that I'd kind of read that, that moms might say. And a few sayings, you know, you can always remember the things that your mother's told you as you were growing up. One thing that I will never forget is mom was always up before everybody else and, and the pots and pans would ring out in the kitchen before everybody else was up. Like, not saying get up, but clang, 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 clang. There's no way that we had that many pots and pans in the house. That's all I'm saying. Another thing, she would come wake you up, although you were laying there already awake in bed because of the pots and pans for the last 30 minutes. <coughs> she set up and Adam off to school, the teacher's teaching the golden rule. And how important is that, that the teachers and our parents are still instilling those things in our lives? But I read some funny things that mothers had said to their kids earlier, and I wrote them down. It says, raising a kid is part joy and part guerrilla warfare. <laughs> Children are a great comfort in your old age, and they help you get there a lot faster. <laughs> this one kid asked his mom if he was gifted, and she said that he was definitely gifted because I would have never paid for this. Some things that people have probably heard is, I hope you have children just like you someday. <laughs> or that life just isn't fair. You know, a lot of these things that we think about and, and remember our mother saying, they were always a place to go for comfort and peace. I know my kisses to my kids never quite had the healing power that Misty's did. And how they could blow on a cut and make it feel better and I still don't know how that works because I've tried blowing on my own cuts as I've gotten older and it just burns <laughs> um, so mothers have an incredible incredible power and I'm going to read to you in Exodus this morning if you want to turn there I didn't didn't tell any of this but it's a surprise so surprise but Exodus chapter 2, Exodus chapter 2, is Kenny gone? That's towards the front, if you, Exodus, it's in the front. Exodus chapter 2, starting in verse 1. At this juncture, the Pharaoh had said that all male children that were born were to be killed. Because he didn't like the fact that they were multiplying so fast. So he was going to cut out the male births. And we're going to talk about Moses' mom here. 
Exodus chapter 2, verse 1, and it says, And there went a man of the house of Levi, and took to wife a daughter of Levi. And the woman conceived and bare a son, and when she saw him, that he was a godly child, she hid him three months. And when she could not longer hide him, she took him an ark of bulrushes, and daubed with slime and with pitch, and put the child therein, and she laid it in the flags by the river brink. She took her son, that she realized at birth there was something special about this child, that he wasn't a normal child, that he was a godly child. And so she took him and she hid him as long as she could hide him from the people that would come to destroy him. As many mothers, you can imagine what it'd be like 24 hours a day trying to hide your child for their life's sake. And not only their life's sake, probably her life's sake at these times. And when she figured out that I can't hide this child any longer, but I am still not willing to sacrifice my son. I can imagine that she was a praying woman because she realized what God had done to start with. She realized that he was a godly child, so I can only imagine that she had spent time in the presence of the Lord and knew God to know that this was a godly child. Now, this is me speaking. It does not say it in biblical terms, but I have no doubts that she would recognize God by only knowing God first. And so she took her son, and she laid him in a basket at the edge of the river versus just willingly giving him up for death. Three months, 24-7, guarded her son from the enemy. And I know many mothers that feel this way. And I would encourage any fathers that in the first little bit, let your child be best friend because that gets you off the hook for the first little bit. You don't have to get up at night to give it a bottle because there's nothing you can do. So she took care of this child and she kept him hid. And when he got old enough that she couldn't keep it a secret anymore, she went and laid him on the brinks of the river. And in verse 4 it says, And his sister stood afar off to wit what would be done to him. And the daughter of Pharaoh came down to wash herself at the river, and her maidens walked along by the riverside. And when she saw the ark among the flags, she sent her maid to fetch it. And when she had opened it, she saw the child, and behold, the babe wept, and she had compassion on him, and said, This, one, this is one of the Hebrews' children. Then said his sister to Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and call thee a nurse of the Hebrew women, that she may nurse the child for thee? And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Go, and the maid went and called the child's mother. And the Pharaoh's daughter said unto her, Take this child away and nurse it for me, and I will give thee thy wages. And the woman took the child and nursed it. And the child grew, and she brought him unto Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son, and she called his name Moses. And she said, because I drew him out of the water. I believe that's an amazing story when you're talking about mothers because it gives two instances of two different types of mothers. You had Moses' birth mom, 
that was a godly woman, and she couldn't put faith in herself any longer to hide her son, so she put her faith in God, and she put her child in a basket, knowing that God would take care of her child because she knew her child was special, and she knew a good, sovereign God that no matter what she did, that God would take care of him. Then comes Pharaoh's daughter. Pharaoh's daughter did not have a child of her own. But she took this child in, knowing what it was. She took this child in and she spared his life, knowing that she might give up her own for doing this. So you've got two types of mothers. You've got a birth mother and you've got a mother that never had a child acting as a mother. I believe that is an instinct that God put inside women and blessed are those. Because they are such an important and a vital part in a child's life and the rearing of a child that they know what's best for their child. That they know what a cry might mean. That they can feel things before things happen. And that they can know things before they actually know things. But in Moses' mother, she was a godly woman and she was devout in her faith and she believed in a sovereign God, a God that was able to protect her child far better than what she could. What conclusion can we draw from Moses' mother is in the fact when you have a God-fearing woman and a God-fearing woman that has faith in her God that he is going to take care of not her, but her family, that a three-month-old baby can go out on his own and be okay. She realized that she couldn't do it. But she knew that she had a God in her life that could. And so when you put a strong-willed woman, as most of you guys are, I mean, let's just face it, (laughs) and you make her have the fear of God inside of her and that she is a devout follower of God and that she believes on the power of Jesus Christ, You've created an unstoppable force. Amen? Because there's no better person that can raise a child besides a mother that has accepted Christ in their life and can lead their child spiritually. Because they know that this life is temporal, but they know that they can lead their their child to eternal life. And that is a powerful combination, and that is a combination that it's going to take not only today, And not only by Moses' mom, but by Pharaoh's daughter in stepping in when she's seen a problem. That she would grab a hold of the Spirit of God, that she would be led to care for children naturally and instinctively because there's a lot of kids out there that are missing a mother or missing a father or have both, but they don't want them. We don't know, but there's a lot of people out there that can't have children. They can be that. And they can be the best thing ever for that child because God created us a special people. And when we accept Jesus Christ as our Savior, we become an exclusive group because we have powers that are not of this world. All of a sudden now, we have the power of God that is on our side that we can relinquish all of our thoughts and our worries And hand it over to God. One of the biggest moments 
that I've had as a father, I was watching a movie, and I may have told some of you guys this, but I was watching a movie, and it was a church-going family, and this little girl developed a disease, a, a tumor, and she went, and she went to the doctor, and she went to the doctor, and the mom slowly, slowly began losing faith in, in God and his healing powers. But the child never did, and she met people along the way that lifted her spirits. And at the end of the movie, this girl takes a spill, and it heals her. And the mother comes back full circle and realizes that God is the ultimate physician, and things will happen in his time because it will benefit our lives the most when we are allowed to go by his time. This was about 11.30 or midnight when I was watching this by myself. And God hit me and he said, when are you going to hand your children over to me? When are you going to stop trying to be the father that you can't be? And it broke me. I was shattered and I immediately started weeping and I said, God, I'm sorry I know that I shouldn't have held my children from you, but God, I wanted to protect them. And God, I wanted to see them grow up. And God, I just thought I was strong enough. And at that moment, I realized all the things that I was saying to God were foolishness. And I realized at that moment that I will never be man enough to raise my children on my own. And I could never in my life forgive them of their sins and I could never protect them or heal them the way that God can and at that moment I went and I prayed over my children weeping and crying as they were in their bed God take my children I cannot raise them like you can God I don't have the strength to do it God I will never be man enough God take my children raise my children I only hope to be in your will a little bit, God, that you would direct me, God, that you would use me to help them. But God, I want it to be in your will, not my own. Whatever you would have on their life is going to be better than anything that I could have for their life. And as a parent, I don't know if any of you have ever got there, but that is one of the hardest things that I have ever done in my life. But God had to break me. He had to make me crumble. And I said all this, parents, mothers, fathers, grandparents that may be raising children, if you have not given your children to God, give them to God, allow God to raise them, allow God to pour in their spirit into their life, allow him to lift them up, allow him to heal them. And only be there as a useful tool that you can help along the way. Because God can do a far better job than what we can. And that's what Moses' mother realized. I can no longer care for this child. He's going to die underneath my control. And she would rather give her child over to God than to try to take care of him herself. And then I'm going to flip over to Proverbs I mean, in Proverbs 31, it 
I wrote down a couple more quotes that I thought were pretty good. It says, one, a man's success has a lot to do with the kind of woman he chooses to have in his life. I know that stands true in my life. Misty drugged me to church for quite a few years, kicking and screaming, and I was throwing a fit like a little baby, and we'd be mad at each other, and every Sunday it was the same. But thank God I had a woman in my life that cared enough about my soul that here we are today. Amen. God had a plan on my life. My wife was submitted to him, but I didn't want to be submitted yet. But here we are today because I chose a woman. I believe that God appointed a woman in my life that made me realize the man that I needed to be. And I pray that every person would find that equal half that God has put in their life that would choose to build them up versus tear them down. Because we've got too many families that are being torn apart and by Satan's grip that we need to spend our time, especially in the household, building one another up, showing each other our strengths in times of need, showing love and kindness to the people that need love and kindness. And that is your family. I listened to a sermon at a conference. And guys, this is mainly for you. He said, Jesus came as the, the greatest mixture there ever was of lion and lamb. He said, your family and your children and your friends, they said they need you to be a lion, to protect them, to uphold what is right, and to be a leader and to give them strength. That is outside of your household, but inside of your household, they need you to be a lamb that would show them kindness and love and grace and mercy, just like Jesus did. He came as a lamb the first time, but he's coming back as a lion. He was the perfect mixture of lion and lamb when he cleared the temple to set things right, but he was the perfect lamb whenever the blind and the sick and the hurting came up and needed healing and compassion and forgiveness. So when you're picking, you younger ones, when you're picking a person that you feel like might be your forever, make sure they are your forever. Make sure that God approves of them. Make sure they spend their time building you up, making a person that you want to be versus spending their time tearing you down, trying to change who you are. There's a thing called equally yoked, and that's what God wants in our lives. That's what God wants in our lives. So choose somebody that picks you over a lot of things, but most of all, that they will pick God first. Make sure that they will pick God first. Because you should never be as important as God is. God should be their number one. Just remember that when you're looking. The second quote I've got, it says, Behind every successful farmer, there is a wife who has a real job in town. I mean, that one's just true. It hurts, but it's true. Proverbs 31, starting in verse 10. I believe this is what God defined as the perfect woman. 
Proverbs 31, starting in verse 10, it says, Who can find a virtuous woman? For her price is far above rubies. The heart of her husband doth safely trust in her, so that he shall have no need of spoil. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. Guys, she's going to take care of you. You can't be lazy. You can't be pompous. But we can join together and we can help each other because she's going to take care of you and you're going to provide for her. In verse 13, she seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. She is like the merchant ship. She bringeth forth her fruit from afar. She riseth also while it is yet night and giveth meat to her household and a portion to her maidens. She considereth a field and buyeth it. With the fruit of her hands she planteth a vineyard. She girdeth her loins with strength and with strengthened her arms. She perceiveth that her merchandise is good. Her candle goeth not out by night. She layeth her hands to the spindle, and her hands hold the staff. She stretcheth out her hand unto the poor. Ye, she reaches forth her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of the snow for her household, for all her household are clothed with scarlet. She maketh herself coverings of tapestry, Her clothing is silk and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sitteth among the elders of the land. She maketh fine linen and selleth it, and delivereth girdles unto the merchant. Strength and honor are her clothing, and she shall rejoice in time to come. She openeth her mouth with wisdom, and her tongue is the law of kindness. She looketh well to the ways of her household, And eateth not the bread of idleness. Her children arise up and call her blessed. Her husband also. And he praiseth her. Many daughters have done virtuously. But thou excellest them all. Favor is deceitful. And beauty is vain. But a woman that feareth the Lord. She shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands. And let her own works praise her in the gates. Now I believe that every word in this book is true. And I especially believe in this passage that I have looked down the generations of my family and that the women of my family have shown all these things and have been a benefit one to another husband and child. And that they've all sought after God. And that they've all found God. And that they've all blessed the next generation with God's presence and his knowledge. And there's no woman that I know of in my family that has ever been idle at any time of the day. My mom could still outwork me. I have no doubts. To this day she could outwork me. My wife, much of the same, she stays busy doing the dishes and keeping up with the kids and running here and there. My grandma Joanne, she's still going at, what is grandma, 80? 
she's older than my mom and older than me. Let's just put it that way. We won't get into ages. It's tough. She still doesn't rest. I know a lot of the ladies of the church, they go all the time. They're here before anybody else gets here in the morning preparing things and having things done. And I know there was people that called me before this breakfast, women wanting to know what they could do to help. And I said, what? Come on, one day. We can handle it. One day. It's all right. We've got it. But you moms and you mother figures and grandmas, you hold a very dear and near spot in everybody's life. And sometimes us as kids, man, we just fight everything that is true. And we'll buck the system. But deep down there's a love inside because we know that your love is never ending. And we know that you would more than willingly lay down your life to defend us. And today, as the, as the mothers stand, can we have all the mothers stand? Or all the mother figures or the grandmas stand? And as we recognize you guys, we just want to say that we love you and that you are the reason why we can be here today. And we're probably more or less, more than 50% of the reason why we're as good as we are, because face it, dads, we know how we are. And so, mothers, we just appreciate you. We love you. If you haven't talked to your mom in a long time because there's been some bad feelings, today's the day to break down walls, guys. There's not a lot of time left. Life is too short to hold these things. Call your mom today. Call your dad today. Call your son or your daughter today. Let them know that you love them. Family is so so important. We need them, each and every one of them. We've all made mistakes. We've all made wrong decisions. One of the best pieces of advice that my mother ever gave me, she said, there's never a wrong decision. There's going to be some decisions that you wish you hadn't made. But sometimes you've got to just back up from a decision that you've made and start again. But it's never, never too late to allow forgiveness in your life, to make a phone call, to say I'm sorry, to make a phone call to say I love you, to make a phone call that just says I'm thinking of you. Guys, these are the things that the world is missing today. This is how we can be different. This is how we can change the world. Because not only is giving love great, but feeling love is great. And guess what? When you're feeling love, sometimes you've got more than enough to give to somebody else. So I pray today that you guys would just love on one another, that you would make phone calls that are long overdue, that you would allow God's grace in your life and allow forgiveness in your life and break down these walls that Satan has built in your life and get right back in line with God. Because in line with God is where we need to be to be beneficial to anybody else in our life. So if you would please stand with me today. We're going to open the altars. If anybody needs to get back in line with God, today is the day. Don't wait any longer. If he's pulling on your heartstrings, 
Today is the day. It can happen anywhere, anytime. Allow the Spirit of God to overflow you and take you and can give, it, give into it. Allow Him to control your life. Listen, guys, I was talking to a guy in the parking lot of the school the other day. I was talking to a guy in the parking lot of the school, and I started sharing my testimony, and I could see his eyes start welling up about how I had put off getting baptized and how the Lord was just pulling on me because it was time. And as the tears started to run down his face, he said, that is my story. And I said, well, now is the time. And guess what? We're going to set a date. We're going to have two baptisms this summer. Amen? Get in line with God, and it won't only have an effect on your life. Watch it grow in this community. You want to have a real impact? Get in line with God and surrender to the Spirit. And that's what I'm asking you to do today. If you've got mended relationships, or if you've just kind of been walking zigzags and you're getting tired, today's the day to get back in line with God. That you would give it all back over to God and say, God, I'm sorry. I've walked out of your path. I'm back today. God, I'm back today and I'm here to surrender to your will on my life because I know it's going to be the best thing for my family. I know it's going to be the best thing for my friends. I know it's going to be the best thing for this community. God, and it's going to be the best thing for me. But we've got to desire that direct line with God. We've got to get inside his will, church. We've got to get back at the foot of the cross of wanting to receive Christ in our lives and allowing the Spirit to guide us in everything that we do and in thought and in love and in prayer that you're just guided by the Spirit that He would just take a hold of you and that you would surrender to it because this is the best place. It's the best place that you're ever going to be. As a parent, as a mother, as a grandparent trying to raise your kids, you've got to be in line with God because that's not going to be best for you. That's going to be best for your kids too or your grandkids or adopted kids or foster kids. Or a kid just walking down the street and you invite them to your house because they haven't had a meal yet today. That's the power and the strength and the love of God. Surrender to the Spirit today. If it's pulling at you, don't wait. The altars are open. today if there's anything on your heart any barriers that you need to break down today's the day don't drag them with you this week allow yourself to have a godly week allow people to see God in you and everything that you do anybody else today mothers we thank you we love you. We have a gift for girls 18 and up down on the table in the fellowship hall. Please pick one. But in honor of the things that you have done and the things that you have sacrificed, I would love it if we could just 
from where we are, just hold hands and we'll pray for our mothers and all the family get-togethers today. Just join hands, please. Bow your heads. Gracious Heavenly Father, Lord God, we come to you today, Lord, thankful and grateful for these wonderful women that you've created and put in our lives, God. God, there is a reason for you doing so. And God, sometimes we just need your reassurance in our lives to know that what we're doing is right. God, that we're still in line with you. God, and I pray that if, if they're not in line with you today, God, that they would find their own place and the time, Lord, to surrender to your spirit. God, being inside of your will is going to be the most important decision that anybody here or outside of these walls can ever make. God, we pray for the drawing of the Spirit in your time. Lord God, as we are holding hands, Lord, united, we're thankful for each and every woman here that you created. God, they, they hold a powerful spot in the hearts of all men. God, they're the other half of our being is they're made from us, God, that we were meant to be together, Lord, to join as one flesh. God, we're thankful for your promises that you've given to us. Lord, we just pray that you be with everybody as they travel to be with their family and their friends, Lord, that you would put a special blessing on each family represented here. God's the one that couldn't make it for some unknown reason. Lord, we just ask that you would wrap them up in your love, God, that they could feel your spirit. Lord, again, we pray for Tony and Deb and, and the one that Jerry mentioned, God, and all the unspokens. Lord, we just lift these prayer up to you, knowing that your will and your timing is perfect in every way. Lord, we just love you and thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.